Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Strings Direct are one of the most comprehensive guitar string retailers worldwide, so they definitely know a thing or two about guitar and bass strings. And with that comes the complete understanding of the frustration you get when trying to find a set of strings with the exact gauges you want. Maybe you're looking to tune in Robert Fripp's famous new standard all fifths tuning, or perhaps you've got a Yamaha G10 synth guitar, which requires six 16-gauge strings. Who knows? Whatever your tuning, whatever your gauge, whatever your preferred brand, Strings Direct have you covered with their Strings Direct custom gauge builder. Build your own set of signature strings from scratch with options for electric, bass and acoustic and with banjo and classical guitars coming soon. And choose from a huge range of the world's most popular string manufacturers. Strings Direct have got us guitar nerds covered. Check them out and build your own set at stringsdirect.co.uk. And on top of that, all guitar nerds listeners can take advantage of a 10% discount off of anything on the Strings Direct website throughout November and December. Just use the code NERDS10 at the checkout. And for more info, follow the link in the description of this podcast. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds Podcast is sponsored by Singular Sound, the music gear company from Miami, Florida, known for the Beat Buddy, the only drum machine that sounds human and is easy to use. It's the first drum machine in the form of a guitar pedal, so you can control the beat with your foot whilst you play. This year, they came out with a new six-track stereo looper pedal with touch-enabled screen, hands-free mixing, and simultaneous parallel and sequential looping called the Eros Loop Studio. They also came out with a Cably, a portable cable management system that organizes your cables so they'll never get tangled again. This Black Friday, visit SingularSound.com to order new gear. Almost all products will be 10% off and any order automatically enters you into a chance to win a $200 Singular Sound gift card. On top of that, Guitar Nerds listeners get a $10 discount on everything on the Singular Sound website by using discount code GUITARNERD or follow links in the description of this podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branson, joined this week by Mark Packham. Happy days are here again. And Jay Cross. Not so good, Al. 
Yes, that's right. That's our two personalities perfectly summed up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand the references that you use at the start of. No, most never. Episodes. That's because we're much more clever <sighs> and of sort of, you know, like were more highly educated than you. Um, not so good. Al is from the end of the Buddy Holly video by the band Weezer. Have you heard of Weezer? Uh, not really. No. The, okay, Weetus. You know Weetus? Uh, are they the ones, they're the ones with the weird acoustic yes. through a drive pedal. So yeah. I was, where did this come up? Did it come up in our forum or in a different forum well, or in something completely different? Probably because Fender have made an acoustic drive pedal, I'd imagine, oh, is yeah. why this has come no, to light No, no, it wasn't, but you're right. That is, uh, thank you for bringing that back oh, to my sorry. attention. That's a, that's a, the Smolder acoustic overdrive. It's been very popular, actually. The Smolder. Yeah, it's been, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm, anyway, that's fine. Because um, you're burning wood. Sorry. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. That wood is so hot from yeah. being shredded. Oh, yeah. Maybe that is what it is. Yeah. Uh, anyway. That's the thing. Why is acoustic music not called wood? Like, you know, metal <laughs> is called metal. <laughs> There should be other other like things that so define metal. Sure. Just yeah. anything played on a keyboard. Just oh yeah, we've got metal plastic. and rock. Yeah, and metal. we should have wood. Wood. And what else could we have? Um, carbon fiber. Yeah. What's that? Uh, I don't know. I guess just it like would be like really bad, like level forty-two uh, or whatever. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking like late Genesis. Yeah. Never think about late Genesis. Yeah, I, I liked you know early Genesis. Selling England by the pound, great record. Never heard it. Oh, Banned in my house. As we found out last week, my dad's opinion of prog is very low. Extremely low. Oh, really? Yeah. Did we talk about this last week? Yeah. Oh, it was on the Patreon. I used the swear word to uh, oh, do an impression okay. of him. Um, right. So there has been roughly 30 members of the band Wheatus okay. in, uh, since 1995. What? Did they just all have to have makeup to look like? the same guy no that's no he's the constant obviously. he's been in the band right. the entire time right and uh he has always sung and he's always played guitar there, right. there's never been any other guitar player in wheaters he's the only guitar player yeah. there's no oh yeah because they've got a uh, a percussionist bongo man bongo. Got a bongo player i mean basically a, all of a, our uh, all of our knowledge from the band wheaters is from the video for teenage dirtbag yeah right? right that's what you're going off they got a uh, you know a hot bongista like, it, it's, it's a peep show quote right oh, okay, okay. Don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Um, but yeah, uh, thirty people in that band. That's quite a lot, you know. That's yeah. a big band to not make that much noise. That's almost as many people as have been in your band. How many is it? You talk about something else, and I'll do some adding up. Are you going to do some maths? Can well, you turn my, my my headphones up a bit, please, Joe? Yes, I can certainly do that, Joe. Thank you. Is Thanks. this your new thing now to sort of make subtle adjustments to uh, to the setup at the start yeah, of the podcast? Just make it better. This is the sound check, right? I'm I'm, s- I'm still counting. Yeah, I, I just you know it's it's fine. You're just eager to get going. Mm. And you know, I am. As you know, I get great enjoyment out of delaying that, frust- frustrating you. <laughs> am I supposed to count people who have only done one gig? Does well, that I guess would that, that, yeah, include you? That would no, include no, me. No, no, so no, yes, you can't count them. They have to be a fully fledged member. Excuse me. He is a member, but he was not in the band very long. Right. Um, I think it's ten. There's no way it's ten. I think it's ten. Well, I mean, ten is a lot considering that your band is a three piece or was for most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's ten. Okay. Oof. Wow. Anyway. Um, yeah. Waiters, 30 people in the band. Quite a lot. Yeah, impressive. Very impressive. Well, close that tab. That's the end of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, there's, a, there's kind of, a, there's some weird stuff that's come out this, uh, this week that we're going to be talking about in the news, which is going to include some acoustic stuff, which is quite rare for us to actually talk about. Wheatus signature. 
I don't think that. What did he have? He had like a just a, a, he had a like, guitar with loads of stickers we, on it. I'm sure we talked about this before, but he I've had. Like, open the tab again. Yeah, no, it's okay. I'm please don't. Only, I'm I don't on actually, incognito. I have no desire to continue the conversation. I bet. I bet um, what's it called? Equip board has probably got the uh, list of Wheatus equipment. But I he like had like a whole board. rack of stuff. He had like a big rack processor right. that did it all. Mm, so yeah, made it sound. Wheatus members gear. Go on then. Uh, Brendan M. Brown. Having a quick look. Uh, no gear added. That is a shame. Man, I wonder shame. if it's got no gear added for all thirty members of this band. Uh, okay, no, they only have uh, they only have about seven of the members, eight eight members, and yeah, no gear added for any of them. Right. Oh well, that that is a shame. That's the good thing about Quipboard. You can add yourself. It kind of makes have you, you done feel that? I bet you have. No, that I've is exactly done. the sort of thing you would do. I don't, I don't think I'm do. on there. I that don't think I'm exactly on there. Exactly the sort of thing that you would Equipboard. do. I, I'm not on there. I certainly haven't added myself. If I'm on there, it's not me. Okay. Sure. Oh, uh, yeah, it wasn't yeah, me. Yeah. Okay. So here's Polymath. Mm. And there isn't. There isn't a polymath. Here's his polymath. No, you're adding us now. <laughs> here's Stop polymath. Me an and, uh, oh yeah, Joe. Oh, they spelt your name wrong. They, right. they, yeah, yeah. Has the geezer from Muse got a signature base oh, that we can add to Joe's? Wonderful. <laughs> a quick board. Brilliant. Brilliant. Anyway, I might put him up there as Billy Branton. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm on a. I'm on a. Uh, I'm back from tour uh, temporarily for a little bit. So I had the the second leg of of tour that I've just returned from, which included the. Was this a longer? Was there longer drives than the first time round? Well, no. The first time round was like the north and Scotland. This second bit was like uh, was um, like Bristol and um, Cardiff and London. Um, I'm feeling like I'm missing one. Okay. Oh, Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes. How could you skip over the MK? Yeah. The big MK. The MK yes. Don. Yeah, yeah, there we go. The yeah, cultural we... hub of the UK. No offence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of the, I think actually the first time I ever saw a show being streamed live was uh, being streamed live from Milton Keynes. Okay. It was this band from Philadelphia called Everyone Everywhere, who was a band that I really liked. And I was putting them on in Brighton a few days later. This was probably 2000 and... 11, I want to say. It was early for streaming. It was early for streaming, yes. And uh, they streamed the entire show on Ustream. Oh, wow. I think it was Ustream. Uh, And uh, there was about five people at the gig. (laughs) Uh, And the quality of the stream was terrible because it was on an iPhone 3 or something. Couldn't actually tell that there were no people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was all pixelated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But I thought it was very cool. And it was, it's actually something that I am quite surprised still hasn't really caught on no well it's just not very good yet you still need so much gear to make what? a stream streaming actually. gigs yeah, yeah. yeah i don't know if that's true necessarily and you, think, and you think you can't really it's not like you can do it with a couple of room mics and a left a left and right out no from but the you desk. could why not, you could absolutely do it from the left and right output of the desk can well, you it sound very good wouldn't it i don't think so i don't think so you'd have to you know you'd have to have you have to have someone set up with a, a separate interface that's that's taking every single channel from the stage running through to the desk, and then those channels. I mean, yeah, that's, just take the that's, mix. That's how you take do if you're going to film. If you're going to film it. Well, yeah, but I mean, streaming. But, like, but I mean, even even if you were going to do it properly, I'm surprised that someone like Taylor Swift uh-huh. hasn't sold us. You know, with all the subscription services that are out there at the moment, like a big band could do that. They could sell subscriptions to watching live shows. Tell you who does it very well. American mega churches. If you go and look up any bit of streaming kit, 
um, like for particularly for video stuff, but I assume this handles the audio as well. Pretty much every demo out there is done by someone in you know like a mega church, right? Okay, and right. the reason for that is obviously you know they well, take they, a, they put a lot of effort into yeah, the production yeah, yeah. and stuff, and they stream it outside of the people you know the congregation on the day. So yeah, if you're looking for like video switches or like camera kit that for like live stream production. All the demos on YouTube are done by people who do the production for big churches. Right, wow. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's probably a solution there. But yeah, I've looked into it before. Quite expensive, yeah. as you'd imagine. I imagine it is. Uh, on a slightly different uh, topic, although somewhat related, Fugazi, uh-huh. they recorded basically every show they ever did. Really? Yeah. Right. Like from So they started in 1983, I think that first record came out. No, no, later than that, 1987. Uh, they started in 1987, and the last record, The Argument, came out in 2001. But you can go onto, I think it's on the Discord website, and basically it's got a catalogue of every show that they played. And you can filter by country, by town, oh, wow. by, I might even have by song. Like it, The whole thing is catalogued, and uh, you can you can buy the show. Like, they've got the shows up there for you to pay for if you want to if you want to download the actual like live recording that's really cool i wish it was with a band that were you know are more likely to have good sounding live shows <laughs> oh no that like they sound incredible oh, yeah? okay they sound incredible like uh, you know I, I don't know how much you know about fugazi but like amazing like genuinely incredible like amazing post-hardcore yeah, i mean they basically invented post-hardcore you know yeah and because that you know they ruled in hardcore bands originally but like it goes back to no- 1987. Their first, like their first tour, that like they recorded, all, they recorded it all, and you can download it. That's very it's bonkers. Cool. It's bonkers. But what I'm, what I mean is, if there were people doing it in 1987, and I know that you, like Grateful Dead and stuff were on a lesser degree, were doing similar sort of things with all those like Grateful Dead bootlegs and stuff like that, and there were entire kind of fan cultures. But there was an entire fan culture based around people uh, trading Grateful Dead bootlegs. And they encouraged it because it was a way for people to hear all the like mad stuff they were doing. Right. Uh, but I'm surprised that that hasn't hit a kind of what you know 21st century. We haven't hit a 21st century version of that. There yeah. is kind of something in between. Do you remember Pearl Jam did it where they recorded for like four tours or something? They recorded every single gig, and you could and they were they had it available to buy on CD by the time people oh, were being wow. let out of the gig. That's pretty cool. Oh really? Yeah. So or maybe it wasn't like maybe you could order it the day after or something. I'm sure you could buy it at the gig though. Wow. Yeah. So is it uh, like one copy? Did they put a they put a yeah, yeah. CD on? Um, you know, uh, <laughs> Wu Tang. They just had the one copy. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Mike Shirelli's bought it. Um, I'm sure you could buy it at the gig. Maybe not. Maybe it was just shortly after. But yeah, they they recorded every show basically. And I remember once going into like Virgin Mega Stores or something, and it just had like a selection of them. It's like, oh, here's one from Phoenix, and here's one from I don't know somewhere else in the states. And it was like, okay, that's weird. But have they just not sold these? And then they're like, yeah, we're punting these out to stores now, so you could just. (laughs) Buy some <laughs> random show. I've recently got into sort of live. Uh, I thought you were going to say Pearl Jam. Jam. <laughs> really, really got into Pearl Jam. I've been listening to a lot of Tom Tom Waits live recordings actually, and I, it, like, it, I've you know found versions of songs that like Four Sheets to the Wind in Copenhagen 
I, there's a better version than yeah, the one that was actually committed. I know you to went record. there recently, and yeah, <laughs> you, it is a song about alcohol abuse in in Copenhagen. Well, yeah, I mean, by Tom Waits, perfect for you. Like, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, he's done better versions of it than the one that actually got committed to. Yeah, I record. mean that's like the Bob Dylan thing is that like the, his fans say that pretty much the recordings are the worst versions of any right. of his songs. You know, there's always better versions than the ones that are on the actual records. And that's true. And that's why, you know, again, going back to the kind of official bootlegs, that's why he put out that series, the whatever it's called, the bootleg series, which are basically him putting out bootleg recordings of himself. (laughs) Um, And he's been doing that since I think that first CD came out in the early 90s, maybe. And now he's up to like volume 15 or 16 or something like that and it's just like from different periods of his career he'll do like okay here's all the tapes of me playing in a hotel room before i did this album and i had to send it off to the copyright people and now you can listen to it on spotify right wow it's um yeah it's amazing i really struggle with live albums really yeah i i i do really struggle with live albums i just think generally and it comes back to what you were talking about a minute ago with well how do you make it sound good well, i think a lot of the time you can't make it sound good yeah, yeah. You how know, about you allegedly re-record the entire thing a la uh mark, mark tom, tom travis, travis i do, show. Think, I yeah, do yeah. think heavier yeah yeah absolutely i do think heavier this song heavier is about stuff. your girlfriend heavier yeah, stuff is applause. Well, was it all fake that record well that's kind of the uh, allegedly mm. um the, the they, vocals are obviously they went way in too re-recorded at least some of it if not most of it right i see wow that's that really is terrible but um uh oh i've, I've sort of lost my trail of thought of course there. uh no i, I no i've lost my trail of thought <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think no it's gone i was i keep hoping it's gonna come back as i start saying <laughs> oh, no, uh, uh, uh you were saying no it's gone live oh, yes, record i remembered it i've got okay, it i've got, got it. it i'm back on track he's got it i was thinking that it, i was and another thing about bling when i told you oh no wait oh god he's <laughs> lost it again genesis no, I, I was thinking it would be harder for heavier for heavier music to sound good on a on a live recording like surely it lends its stuff to people like tom waits and leonard cohen and, mm-hmm. you know who have a load of like live albums rather than like Anything, anything heavy or punky is going to require that sort of the air moving in. You the say room. that, maybe. But it's alive by the Ramones is probably one of the best albums ever recorded, yeah. and uh, that's a live album, and mm. it is unbelievable. We've mm. talked about it again. I think, I think we talked about it when Dan Grace was on because he's like obsessed. He loves that record with it, and because right. it, most of it's up on YouTube, he's like, yeah, I just some days I just put that on and watch that, and it's like half an hour and it's fifteen songs or something. Um, <laughs> And yeah, that's amazing. That I, album is so good. I've been listening to that quite a lot recently. Actually, we we put it on at work sometimes, and uh, yeah, like the 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 countings are so ridiculous because they're all going one, two, three, four. Like there's there's no absolutely no correlation between You're the countings. About that, I think I did before, talk about it recently. Yeah. yeah, there's no oh, correlation. We, we talked about it with um when we saw Guitar Wolf. It was exactly the yeah, same. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was yeah, it. There's no yeah. correlation between the counting and the tempo of the song. <laughs> Just going back to what you were saying about it lending itself better to kind of, you know, folkier bands or non-heavy bands. Surely the fact that so many of these heavier bands are using, you know, Kempers and are using active pickups and Should stuff. Should improve it, yeah. Well, yeah, you would have thought so because it's all about getting rid of, getting rid of those uh, irregularities, yeah. you know, and allowing the, uh, you know, sort of precision to cut through. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but on a... Uh, in terms of albums, live albums that I do like, I do think that uh, the Nirvana Unplugged in New York is, it's just an unbel- that whole record is unbelievable. Also, the other live album they put out from Muddy, the Muddy Banks, Muddy of, the Banks Wish- of the Wish Car, Wish- which, 
it, which is really interesting because it's recorded over like over like a five year period. Isn't yeah, it? most of their oh, really? career basically. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Um, and uh, the liner notes are super interesting. And in fact, a lot of the live stuff on that is taken direct from the board, like just stereo out from the really board, blinding. and it still sounds really good. So, um, yeah, that record is definitely worth checking out. Like as a kid, I listened to those two more than I listened yeah, yeah, to the yeah. actual Nirvana records because I don't really like. I like um, In Utero, I think is really good. Yeah. I don't like how Nevermind is recorded because it's got that kind of like sickly sound Well, there's a to lot it. of chorus on there, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, I'm just not into that at all. Whereas Everything's actually, very thick. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it that it's like doesn't have the same impact, whereas obviously, you know, the, the third album is like, dry it's the driest sounding yeah. record ever I, I really like bleach i mean i i actually i've, I've had a bit of a nirvana resurgence re- recently really? uh but uh unplugged in new york was always my favorite yeah. record and like now i just i think the whole thing is amazing and i've watched the live set a few times um and also i think it's got the funniest joke i've ever heard can you tell it on, on the it. podcast? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just like a sort of situational joke where the geezers from the um, Meat Puppets are like on tuning and Kirk Cobain's just like, what are they tuning? A harp? I just think like, <laughs> it's just like every time I listen to it, I laugh. And it's like you say it out loud, it's not funny, but like that is exactly how I feel anytime I'm on stage with anyone. It's like, what are you doing? Like, it's only six strings. Get on with it. <laughs> Have you ever listened to the Meat Puppets? Yeah. They're not great. They're fine. But it's so weird that Nirvana kind of came out of these, you know, like, like as a kid, I'd be like, oh, I've got this Kirk Cobain interview, Wicked. I'm going to like read it and like find out what bands he was into because I really like Nirvana. And he's like, yeah, yeah, our biggest influence, probably Flipper. So I bought um, Generic <laughs> Flipper, which is the, I think the first Flipper album. One of the worst records ever made. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. Um Discover a new way to record with Isotope Spire Studio. With this portable multi-track recorder, you can quickly and easily capture your songs at the highest quality via the built-in mic and dual inputs. Spire Studio automatically detects your instruments to sculpt the tone and set input levels. Wirelessly pair it with your iOS or Android device to add creative amps and effects, edit, mix, collaborate with bandmates and export your songs. Now available at retailers like Sweetwater, Auto Music, Amazon, as well as Toman and Anderton's in Europe, Spire Studio is now on sale at 20% off for Black Friday. Learn more at isotope.com forward slash spire forward slash nerds or follow links in the description of this podcast. There was I, I saw something come up on one of the Facebook forums I'm on uh, recently about like I think it's from the Kurt Cobain biography and it's it's a list of like the albums that he really loved yeah yeah and yeah on there it's all like there's loads of Discord on there like the Minus Threat record Rights of Spring which are the two bands that event like the fellas went on to be in uh, Fugazi right. Like Wipers, Black Flag, all these like UK bands that just like people wouldn't have heard of at the time. I I I think Nirvana are a great band, and you know, I think that Smells Like Teen Spirit has kind of suffered from what a lot of these big songs have. Which the is basket they, case syndrome. They've basically just become a meme. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's you lose the kind of real impact of the songs. Yeah, definitely. Well, as you do with anything that was overplayed. Yeah. Anything yeah, at yeah, all yeah, yeah, overplayed. yeah. So when, uh, when I was on tour, I played in London at the 229 venue. In, in oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You played there? I, uh, no, but yeah. I went there to see Creeper. Uh, right. They played in the big, 
the upstairs venue. bit. Yeah, yeah. They've got. Sorry, I, I was trying to make it make that sound like I wasn't like cussing you out. Right. They they played they played <laughs> I, there. I didn't no, come fine. see you, Joe. <laughs> no, 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 no. I did go. No, and see I went. Creeper. I went to see. I went to. I went there recently, and I thought it was okay. It, it kind I of felt I, like a school hall. Yeah, I didn't go to the upstairs I mean, bit, but they, like they actually, there, they actually do they do conferences and things in that right. big bit. So yeah, I think it's a, it's got a little bit less edge than the sort of than the downstairs venue, which yeah. is a, like a two hundred cap. It's it's much more grimy and sort of sawdust on the floory sort of thing. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's a much bit more fitting for your act. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But we for, were for the the barn animals that come to yeah, see yeah, them. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. But someone contacted us uh, before and was like, you know, would you like would you like it filmed and and recorded properly? And so we were like, yeah, sure. And uh, and afterwards. Um, you know, they, so they turns out that they'd just taken a left and right out of the desk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Outrageous. He'd, done, he'd done it all with a thing, and, and afterwards he was like, Right, yeah, you know, it will be this much a track sort of thing. Oh, but um, I wasn't able to take the second guitar amp or two of the three keyboards because he didn't have enough inputs on the desk. <laughs> of course, it's like, r- Right. <laughs> He thought he was turning up to a rock band, so not are, Genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we have quite a lot. I mean, bear in mind we're touring as you know, as I've said previously with a whole lighting rig, three synthesizers, and like you know a, a saxophone or well, two saxophones because he splits between them and plays shakers when he's not playing sax. Does he well, put them so. both in his mouth at the same time? Yeah, and do a we, <laughs> yeah. It, it's not, you need two hands to play a saxophone. Yeah, you've so you got two hands. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, but yeah, that that was a that was a shame. Anyway, when we got to uh, when we got to Cardiff, we were playing in in Wales at Fuel, which is the uh, uh, the last year's winner of the best independent venue in Wales. Okay, okay, um, which is which is wonderful venue i do wish the urinals weren't leaking through the ceiling yes fantastic it's a classic venue classic uk sort of venue but um uh yeah uh during the uh during body hounds the the band we were touring with yeah ice tea's band the yep the uh ice tea's band the uh the bass amp cut out and we're, we're sharing i was just bringing my rig so it's head and cab um and you know, head was still receiving signal. I could see the, the handy thing about Ampegs. First time I've actually oh, uh, got the VU uh, mid. Not Ampegs, Ashdowns. <laughs> the handy stuff. thing about Ampeg, it, Ampegs yeah. don't have them. No, no. Good thing about Ashdown having those VU me is I can actually see that the head is still receiving signal. Yeah, I, can, yeah. I can see that uh, my head is still powered and the signal's not going anywhere, so it's about to blow up. <laughs> well, it, well, it's not not valve, so it's it's not. Oh, okay, hurt, but. Wait, uh, what? Just, it's just your, oh, you couldn't take your three hundred watt one. No, because I couldn't. You were overweight. The, the lighting yeah, yeah. rig was too big. <laughs> <laughs> it came down to a toss up between the uh, the three hundred watt CTM three hundred and the uh, and the smoke machine. Do we um, want it to look good, or do we want Joe to have his way? And clearly, it, yeah, everyone went yeah. with. <laughs> yeah, I got I got done over. Anyway, so um, so it, it it was the cab. Very very fortunately, the venue happened to have a spare. 810 in a ca- in a cupboard <laughs> which, uh, which I had to it's like Jay's or- house yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an 810 in a cupboard that never gets used yeah exactly so, which I had to sort of drag you know onto the stage halfway right through halfway through halfway through body hound no set. so they finished so very fortunately um, Joe Thorpe their bass player comes prepared for such a situation and has a second DI signal going out through a cab sim on his board okay so he was still getting monitor he'd just lost the stage sound so the oh okay so fine, the fine, sound, fine 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 so what is he going through a sound sample or something uh, yeah it's a, it's a dark glass 
yeah, know, yeah, version yeah, yeah. of it. But yeah, it's got a cab sim on it and everything. So that what was what was coming out of the PA was still okay. You yeah. lost lost something on stage. Like it didn't sound the same if you were right in front of them. Yeah. And certainly, you know, the sound guy had to comp- compensate for it. And it became very difficult for Joe because I think the the um, the monitors themselves weren't weren't especially subby. So it was yeah, yeah, yeah. difficult for him to hear himself. But he still made it through the set. But I was like. Well, I don't have a cab sim. <laughs> I've got, I've got like there are five of us on stage, and there's a lot of noise coming from stage. And then obviously they found the, the eight ten, which was very convenient. But that's the uh, that's the second time that's happened to me. Second really? time that's happened to me. What yeah. the? So what amp? Did, what cab did you have? With you? So, you had the two fifteen. Yeah. So I have two separate two one fifteen custom made one fifteen. Yeah, yeah. And they're Ashdown Custom Shops. Now, one of them last year did exactly the same thing. Oh, really? I was actually touring the other one, and this has now done that. So I think there must have been something wrong with them. With the batch or whatever. Yeah. Right, yeah. okay. That's irritating. Yeah, so I, I, fortunately I have one at home to swap it for now for the last leg. But yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. man, how do you deal with like a, well, I mean, a if speaker you, going out at a if show? You, if you need to borrow an 810, I think <laughs> I can. So um, on that note, actually, and not meaning to jump ahead of you here, yeah. but uh, so I had a band practice this week. So I'm playing... I'm playing bass in Random Heroes because Mark is away. Right. Uh, what? Sort of. Kind of. Sort that of. doesn't make sense, Mark. You're the singer in yeah, Random yeah, Heroes. Yeah, it's my thing. You know, basically, I'm, I'm ra- handing it over to Jay. Random Heroes got asked to do a cover set. Is this like when you made charity. me take over the podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't really want to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah Mark's like getting rid of all his responsibilities <laughs> so he can spend all his time with the cats. Uh, no, so Random Heroes got asked to do a cover set for a charity show uh, at Christmas and they agreed to it and then Mark couldn't do it so i'm doing it uh but i uh i had a band practice this week and i was like oh you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna bring my eight by ten because when else am i gonna get a chance to plug it in and give it a go but then i realized actually what i wanted to do is have a beer so i didn't do that because i would have had to drive right uh and then and then i didn't have a beer so i could have done it but anyway that's all by the by i am gonna take that eight ten to the practice next time we have one for that very reason because it's one of those things where how often do you get to try the this heavy gear that you own in any sort of sense of regularity? Like, yeah. I bet you don't use your Ashdown uh, cabs, at, like, except for when you're on tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't take right. them to a practice room, and you no. certainly don't plug them in at home. No, I take I take my head to a practice yeah. room, but yeah, never the cabs. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so for that very reason, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take it to the to the next practice which is really inconvenient <laughs> so like because i'm gonna have to get someone to give me a hand getting it into the car just the worst thing to transport for yeah the... but it sounds wicked and i tell you what more importantly it looks well cool they do look cool i'm not a fan of how 810 sound i cannot really? make them sound good but i think it's just the way i set up so i think maybe if you're used to 810s or 410s yeah you set everything up in a certain way to have a certain amount of top end yeah, load, basically end. what I want is loads of top and loads of mid and right. not very much bass. See, I want loads of bass and loads of mid, but I guess if I used a 410, what I would do is cut more of the treble because I'm so used to the way 15 sound. Um, whenever I switch over to 810s, I'm like, I, I don't know what to do to my yeah, EQ yeah, yeah, yeah. to get rid of this, but everything sounds like I'm in corn all of a sudden. And I, I realise that 810s are incredibly versatile. I just struggle with it's them. Just never, never, yeah, yeah, never yeah, been yeah. able to make them sound good. In fact, we're uh, there's a um speaking of struggling to make things work, there's another show that we're playing in in Germany next week that uh that got cancelled and um and so they we, finally got the uh, yeah, got the they finally they got actually, the demo through. Yeah, they actually listened to they, us they, and they, like, yeah. oh yeah, we're actually cancelling <laughs> no this. 
Introducing the all-new Mariposa Omar Rodriguez Lopez signature model electric guitar from Ernie Ball Music Man. The latest designed from the ground-up signature model in a long list of unique and often groundbreaking artist instruments. Unlike most other brands' signature releases, Music Man team up with each artist to design every single element of their instrument. From the body shape to the pickups, controls and construction type, each new addition to the Music Man signature series is as individual as the player they work with. And the Mariposa is no exception. Featuring an offset angular Akume body shape providing a beautiful, unique appearance whilst retaining maximum balance and playing comfort. Gorgeous custom pickguard designs laser etched with an original ornate floral design and coordinated to complement each specific finish option and unique and versatile dual volume pots to create a natural variation in the high end when set at different levels. Available in Imperial Black, Imperial White, Dorado Green and of course, Pueblo Pink. Check them out in the description of this podcast or at music-man.com. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Celestian and their incredible new Neo 250 Copperback speakers. Sacrificing none of the delicious musicality of your favourite Celestians, the Neo 250 Copperback is a neodymium speaker that supplies tons of tone without the signature cone breakup immediately associated with the classic Celestian growl. Rated at a monstrous 250 watts, the Neo 250 works together with your amp to provide fantastic dynamics, delivering all the headroom and touch sensitivity you could possibly need. All that at a modest £5, which is that's like 2.2 kilograms. Check them out at Lean Business in the UK, Tube Amp Doctor in Germany, Algam in France, Eco Music in Italy, Ebolaud in Spain, plus gear for music, Toman and Backstrop. And if you're in the US, then you've got retailers like Sweetwater, Musician's Friend, AMS, Parts Express, Loudspeakers Plus, and of course, Amazon. For more details, check them out, Celestian.com. Anyway, someone someone else we know is like that uh, actually happens to run a DIY sort of venue and an event on that night, and was like, "One, one, you know, he was going to have a local band, so he was like, I'll just move them to the following week because it's a weekly thing, and you guys can play in that slot." And it's this, uh, it's this really cool, very, very DIY sort of undergroundy venue um, in in Germany, and. Uh, and he, and we were like brilliant you know thank goodness that this person stepped forward and contacted us when we put out say the show was cancelled it's it's you know saved us money saved us a place to stay because it, presumably it's in the middle of the tour yeah bang in the middle yeah, of the tour yeah, yeah. so i was like great this is almost knocked all of the profit out of the tour because we don't get paid for that show and yeah, we've yeah. now got to find somewhere to stay like yeah. separately so you know it was really gonna hurt so wonderful and then they were like it's it's super diy so there's no pa Oh, that's fine for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter for you. Would have been fine when we were a three-piece. Yeah, but now we've got you... three keyboards, keyboards and the two saxophones going through effects boards. Haven't you got like some spare amps though? Because you take like five amps or whatever with you. Well, actually, it's just that I know people in Germany. So I've got a couple of mates who are guitarists who live nearby who are bringing their guitar amps and we're going to try I've got a PA and... you can borrow if you want. In Germany? No, here. No, we can't fit it in the van's full. Just, just don't take one of your combo. Don't take your cab. Yeah, no. Just let, what you should do is no. you should you should fly uh-huh. to the venue. Right, right. And that way the PA speakers, or just don't go. Uh-huh. Record the bass tracks and then put them through the PA. Yeah, 
Everyone's yeah. a winner. Way yeah. better. I mean, I would say you're roughly the size of two large PA speakers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, moving on. Let's talk about some guitar stuff. Oh, well, yeah, that's I, what I, we're for. I want to just jump in quickly before we get into the news. Um, uh, I wasn't going to talk about well, news yet. I, okay, well, okay, before whatever your rubbish you're going to talk mm-hmm. about. I watched the um, a documentary this week called As the Palaces Burn, uh, which is a documentary about Lamb of God, the band. Right. Um, and... Um, it's a completely bonkers story. You might have heard about it in the news. The uh, vocalist gets uh, kind of caught up in this manslaughter case about someone who died uh, either at or shortly after. I think it was shortly after um, a Lamb of God gig. I won't go into that because uh, to spoil it or anything. But one of the interesting things for me watching it was I finally got some context about who Mark Morton and Willie Adler are after years of talking about their signature models um in you know firstly in GAC and on the GAC podcast and also probably briefly at the start of this podcast it was good to actually see oh that's what Mark Morton looks like okay <laughs> that's who Willie Adler is um I knew, but apart from what I'd seen in the news about this, the trial, I basically knew nothing about Lamb of God. I don't know anything about either of their signature models. Yeah, I know all about the court case, but nothing about this. Um, I models. forget who they were with. I think it was Jackson was right. Mark Morton, uh, Willie Adler. I can't remember. He's the bass player. Um, Willie Adler. Willie Adler is a guitar player. Oh, sorry, he's the guitar and player. It looks like he's the other an guitar ESP? player. Uh, yes, it was, in fact, uh, an ESP. Yeah, the uh, WA Warbird. Um, and yeah, we obviously we used to sell them at GAC and we talked about, about them a bunch on the podcast there. Um, and yeah, it was just good to get some context because I knew literally nothing about the band. I don't remember ever talking about either of those guitars. Yeah, yeah. The Mark Morton was a really big deal at the time. It was Jackson, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a yeah. Jackson. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was a really what sort big of thing, deal. Is it? It's kind of like a, almost like a Firebird, yeah. but yeah. less defined and really? more... Well, like chubbier. Not really chubbier, just like the features on it are less pronounced. So like right. the horn doesn't stick out quite as far and it's kind of less offset, would you say, okay. Jay? You've like, sort of got like, a, like a Warwick Idol maker. Uh, uh, it, you know what? It does kind of, I, when I look at it, I think it looks... Uh- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Uh, it looks almost like a like what you would oh, expect yeah. a framers to look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I, think, I think they look really cool. They, yeah. They look, that looks it doesn't way look more co- like, a, like a Warwick or Framus idol maker. Yeah. yeah. As, yeah. Far, as far okay. as metal guitars go, it's pretty understated. I remember that guitar. It's fantastic. Yeah. What, a, what a lovely shit. It's somewhere between a Firebird still... and a Telecaster. What was it called? The Dominion. The Dominion. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. cool. I don't know if it's still a current model. It and looks like a great it is. guitar for Jackson. It looks like a sort of Charvelli shape. 
Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Chevelle Jackson are essentially the same yeah. company, so. Um, and yeah, uh, the uh, Willie Adler is kind of like a Les Paul. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's a current model. It looks really cool. I've I, I've never seen one in the flesh. The white one, in vintage white and black. The white one looks really good. I, I mean, it, is it gold hardware? White. We've got yeah. They're both gold hardware, lovely. white and black, vintage Blocking white. Maze. Yeah. They look really good. I mean, it's not it's not a huge amount of money. Eight nine nine. Eight nine nine. Yeah, oh, that's that's yeah. pretty decent. Looks but, really good. Three aside headstock. I was about to ask, what's the headstock yeah, on yeah. the Jackson when they're not doing a pointy? Thing? Yeah, it's it's like a three aside headstock. It's a bit weird. It, Does it have any weird? It's kind of like Stumpy the headstock. Yeah, yeah, Stumpy the headstock. Yeah, just kind of like doesn't go to much of a point. But it also is like it's like um if the kind of Gibson kind of open book was sort of the other way round, if that makes sense. Right. Like a closed book. Inst- instead of no <laughs> instead of going into the headstock, it sort of goes the same shape but out of the headstock. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, and anyway, check out the documentary. The story is super interesting. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. Unsurprisingly, uh, as with all kind of like metal dudes that are kind of scary on stage and, you know, the music's a bit terrifying, they all seem like really nice blokes. Yeah, and they're just like really quiet and really into playing guitar sound. and that. So, um, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. And uh, yeah, it was good to get some context on those guitars that we talked about a few years ago. So speaking of artists who have signature models. Okay. okay. Good. All right. Yeah, so really I, was, uh, I was I uh, was spending some time on the Toman uh, guitar Lab earlier today. Okay. I don't know if any of you guys have checked this out or listener. I think you should absolutely check this out. You can go onto the Toman website and find the Guitar Lab. Boys, you should do this with me whilst you're, whilst you're listening. Um, if you just go to Guitar and Basses on, on the Toman website, you'll find the Guitar Lab. And it's, uh, it's, its whole thing is like, find your dream guitar. And essentially what it does is it allows you to pick criteria that are important to you and then it will give you a search result based on that so you can select you can list it according to an artist so you can have it like that you can uh, uh, you can list it uh, according to a band or you can list according to a body shape now once you've made your first selection which is interesting I for example right now um, selecting an SG body shape and just seeing what it throws up. It then gives you the sort of basic model. It says, well, the shape that you've picked is a Gibson SG. It then gives you this lovely display called weighting, where it will give you four strings and a plectrum across each string. And you can move that plectrum up and down, which defines which feature is more important it's most to you. important, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, is, which can be the colour, the body shape, um... A spanner, yeah, a spanner uh, which pickups, is priorities so this is priori- so and features. the price, yeah, 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 and and the price as well. You can then define by color. It's got a complete uh, RGB color palette, and you can literally click anywhere, and it will redefine the list that it's displaying below to to show only guitars in that um, in that uh, in that color. And you can uh, you can then also include and exclude. Um, uh, manufacturers and it even has a little uh, a little dice on there where you can roll a dice and it will it will find something for you that it <laughs> thinks like it lines up in this so for so, example so- i've chosen pink the sg uh, i've said that my number one thing is the color which is pink and my number two thing is price and it's thrown me up I've, the gibson I, sg oh, okay. standard high performance in oh that in, um uh, like in pink uh, drip or whatever yeah, it was yeah, well, yeah yeah i thought it's going to come up with the Charvel DK24 because uh, right. there's, there's an HH version 
Ah, I see. Um, it might have done I that. I did roll the dice and it came up with a black glass pool standard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll the dice uh, now. What's yeah, I'm rolling try the dice your luck. now. Oh, I got, I got a black Gretsch G5 220, which is the sort of Les Paul. Oh, my God. This has actually come up with my uh, dream guitar, a Yamaha Pacifica 112V. <laughs> but I thought it was really interesting. That is, re- that is you- really cool. That is really cool. I don't know of anything else like this. No, it's done in a really interesting way. And I thought, what a great way to kind of, if you're not sure what you're looking for next. I mean, it's definitely a sort of search criteria for people who own a a load of guitars and don't know what they need next, but know that they need to fill that void somehow. And uh, this is a a wonderfully interesting way to do it. So, um, yeah, so thoroughly worth checking out. But actually, me utilising this guitar lab... um, well, it, it led to me discovering uh, the new Sire Marcus Miller V7 in Burgundy Mist. So Sire, I think, is Marcus Miller's company, is yeah, so it? No, so Sire exists as a company pre-Marcus Miller. And, okay. and essentially what Sire did was they approached Marcus Miller and they said, we want to release a, a range of guitars and we'd like to have your name on the headstock instead of ours. Yeah, okay. As a, you know, as because a, there was the Marcus Miller... Fender, Fender Japan. Uh, it, there was a Japanese version and then a Mexican version towards the end. Okay. Yeah, his, and also an American version. That's right. You're very right, but only a five string. Yeah, um, yeah. Weirdly, at one point, the four string was made in Japan. I yeah, think, that's and the right. And five, the five string was made in America. Yeah, and there was a there was a. Good... And what the the six string was Mexican. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And there was a solid thousand pounds difference in price between the sort of four and the five. It was a yeah, lot of extra money for that string. You know, but they were really good. That's how much a fifth Fender string ones. costs? Yes. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> what well, one thing I really liked about those those old Marcus Millers where they had that massive oversized scratch plate where it extended into the lower half of the body where you actually got a a separated bit of scratch plate even though it looked like it was all part of one which contained the preamp which meant you could easily purchase and change the the battery the the preamp the battery was on the back but you could change a preamp almost as easily as you could have change the preamp preamp yeah Yeah. for what for his different preamp a different preamp but like who sells those loads yeah Oh, uh, mate, you know nothing about Agu- the world of bass. Well, clearly not. No, no, no. Aguilar, I mean, I've got Aguilar have one of the most popular sort of preamps. A lot of people there. I mean, I'm not going to lie, Jay. Your bass playing and you as a person are not going to intersect with interchangeable <laughs> preamps ever in in life. So, okay, good. Don't worry about it. Okay, they, fine. They were good. Those old Fender ones. I thought they were really nice. Maple necks, pearl block inlays, vintage tin. Came in good colours. You know, they they were they were wicked basses. So, you know, I was disappointed that they were discontinued and he made this move obviously over to Sire but for all intents and purposes the Sire stuff does seem to be very high quality and very competitively priced and I think Marcus Miller strikes me as the sort of fellow who wouldn't shove his name on any old junk he seems very excited about these instruments by all reports they're very good yes um, yeah, yeah absolutely. apparently the quality is very high yeah they and they've been very successful and they kind of conti- seem to be continuing to expand this range of marcus miller bases and this is the uh, this is the second generation we're now on they've released a lovely sort of turquoisey blue version with a matching headstock and a choice of either maple with uh i think it's maple with cream block or rosewood with uh with perloid block inlays but they've also released obviously this burgundy mist number so i can now get a matching headstock burgundy mix burgundy mist burgundy mix burgundy mix i prefer bombay mix (laughs) 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 but i was i'm very excited about this guitar 477 euros for a for a a lovely looking burgundy mist jazz you just 
can't not have the burgundy mist. Can I need you? the burgundy mist in my life. Yeah. Have you got anything a... at the moment that's burgundy mist? No. I don't think I've ever owned anything burgundy mist. It's just not a very just like accessible looking. color. I tell you what, I've just zoomed. I've just zoomed in on one of the bigger pictures of it, and it looks uh, the the flake on there is fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah, it looks it looks really good. Yeah, the, the I mean the downside, um, I, I guess of of this guitar is that you've got, um, it you've got an awful lot of controls going on. Yeah, because it's uh, it's active. So on here you've got five controls, and one of them is a three tiered concentric. Oh wow! What? Yeah, one of them's a triple tiered. No, concentric. that's too much. That which, the world's gone mad. So the only guy, so I know a fella who who has one of these. He got the PJ, but it also has a triple tiered concentric. But the placement of the triple tiered concentric is so. Or maybe it's a jazz bass he owns. Actually, thinking about it, the placement of it means that he keeps hitting his hand on it when he's because he's plectrum style. Wait, I can't see that in the picture. It's very very tall, Mark. I'll, uh... Yeah, but that's not. Three controls. There's, only, there's still only two. Uh, it, is it? Is it just a very, very tall yeah. double tier? Either way, that 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 is. Yeah, a... I don't understand why it sticks out so much. But there's definitely only two controls. Uh, maybe there. I always assumed it was a triple, as it's qu- quite as high as it is. It I is mean, a... the triple would be ridiculous, Joe. Yeah, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is ridiculous. Maybe you're right on closer inspection. Maybe it's two, but it is. Okay, so here it is. No, that Con- is a long second con- tier. Controls, volume slash tone, dual pot, pickup blender, treble, middle slash middle, ba- middle frequency, dual pot, and bass. So it's two dual concentrics on there. Right, wow. It's and a lot. That's a lot yeah, of controls. Yeah, and it's dual concentric, single, single, dual concentric, single. Yeah. That's really weird. That's... Uh... That's why the knobs have got to be big. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Clip that. I guess I'd have to take all the knobs off when if I if I if I got one, or like just to have less knobs. I'm going to take the preamp out. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Well, you can run it and passively then, anyway, and then so both and then both the pickups, and then just hang it up on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, we should uh, we should. We're about up a time, aren't we? Yeah, we um, we yeah. can't be that far <laughs> off. <laughs> do you want to do mailbag or news? Let's do mailbag on here. Let's do news. No, let's do news and then let's do see how far we get in the news. Let's do a bit of mailbag on the Patronus. Okay. Do you want to do it that way around? Not really. Okay, all right, well, let's do mailbag on here then. I'm going to do the mailbag. You I just don't... get so excited about stuff that rocks up at your house, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, yes, yeah, I do. Well, I'll tell you what. Look, uh, I'm confused now. I don't well, let's know which do way mail, around do, to do let's it. Let's do mailbag and yes, we'll do we're news We're going to do the mailbag. The so, so this week we, we haven't received... left enough time for the jingle. Oh, yeah, okay, sorry. Here's the jingle. Mailbag. There we go. That was nice, wasn't it? Was I don't know. Lovely, I didn't hear it. Lovely. I just had to look at you with your arm in the air as oh, if yeah. there was actually something happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this week um, we received a lovely Aspire Studio uh, from Isotope. Okay. No um, one knows what that is. Okay. So the Spire Studio is like a uh, an interface. It's a recording solution for... Well, for for mainly for guitarists, I suppose, but it's an all-in-one solution that works with a um, that works with a, a phone or a tablet. Basically, runs alongside an app, and it comes. It's a lovely sort of domey shaped. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's really it's a very simple. Uh, I would say it's about st- the size of a large novelty coffee mug. Yes, that's that's about what it is. But it's uh, it comes fitted with a couple of really high quality mic. <laughs> 
Mike just dropped his mic on the floor. Talk about high quality microphones. I'm glad this one still works well, after that. that. Is, yeah, that is. I'm pretty glad. I'm not really that. sure how that happened. No, well, congratulations. Okay. Well done. I need to not give you that mic stand yeah, ever yeah. again. Yeah. Anyway, so the uh, the Spy Studio is this really cool interface. So it has some really obvious big controls. And I think kind of the gist is with the Spy Studio is that it's aiming at people who don't necessarily. Uh, use a door or have like a home recording setup. <laughs> Jay, I mean, <laughs> who use something like Logic or a digital Cubase. audio workstation? <laughs> <laughs> it's, just... um, it's, it's aimed at people who don't necessarily use that or have a home setup, or maybe they want to have something that they can record with on the fly, and it's very, very useful for that. So you've got two inputs, as you would sort of, you know, just a standard interface um to you know to to use with a door but it also has a really good high quality um microphone to capture sound and then you've got a great big sort of uh, like volume meter and a big play record button and some basic controls on the front panel that allow you to control things from there rather than say your phone or um or your iPad, and I think they're especially useful when you're using your phone because obviously the, the the buttons and the controls are going to be quite small on there. The cool thing about this is if I was to set this up in a room, put it on the coffee table a couple of feet away from me, pick up an acoustic, I can press the sound check button and I can play and sing uh, a small part of a song and the, the Spire will recognise that it is receiving both a vocal and... A, a guitar feed and it will it will correct its compression input and everything so nothing's going to clip it recognizes those things without having without you having to do anything which is great and this is what the spire studio is really good at it's working out hey what a what do people who don't record not know about how to record and it's managed to create automatic ways to deal with that but because it's isotope software to a really high quality standard. And then the thing is, after you've recorded things and you then get access through the app to all these built-in effects, they've included things like amps and pedals if you're running, if you're plugging a guitar, an electric guitar into the back, which is fantastic. So you literally don't need to, there's no plugins required and you don't need to, uh, you know, bring anything else along other than your guitar. Where is it? Um, where is it storing the audio? Storing the audio on your phone if That's you're correct. recording into the phone. Right. That's correct. Okay. Yes, but you can uh, you can also sort of sync it with your uh, your SoundCloud or whatever and, and yeah. have it there. I can't remember if it has its own like proprietary storage system or not. I I was just using my phone. I just set it up as whatever the basic one was to test it out. Yeah. So, but you can use it as just a regular interface for like any door, can't you? You. Uh, well, no, because you're running it oh, with yeah, the app. Oh, yeah, you need the software. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. No, yeah. you're running it. You're running it just with the app. But that's what this is for. It's like the perfect demo tool. Yeah. But I think it's so much more than that because it's so high quality. So I tested this out doing some vocals and some acoustic guitar at home. And the great thing is, after you've recorded in your sort of live take, which sounds good enough as it is, you have access to the effects. And as I said, you know, you had the amps and pedals, but it's not just that. I can go into the settings for it has a setting for space where I can add some natural reverb and I can I can say that I want uh you know I want my vocals to sound like they're in a large hall or something. If I wanted I could pop some slapback delay on and will it do will it can it do it on just the vocals or just the guitar or will it do it on the whole thing? Well if you record them separately yeah, you okay. can do it on the whole thing. But no yes if you are if you're recording and sing if you're recording guitar and singing at the same time it will recognise that as one track but it will still treat the track 
appropriately. So whilst you won't have separate tracks, it would have been, uh, yeah, it would have just been... Sorry. That's right. It would have been treated to the overall sound of receiving those two things. So no, yes, at that point, it would no, become... Yes it would become difficult for you to say add a um a flanger to the acoustic guitar that's fine i don't mind how difficult it is <laughs> no one ever would need to do that but yeah i just thought it was uh, i thought it was a fantastic piece of kit i'm gonna so i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest with you yeah. when you talked about this earlier yeah i was like i don't care about this at all i don't care at all this right. sounds boring it also sounds a bit confusing which is i appreciate my own inadequacies as a bit of a technophobe. Um, but you pushed through the fact that I, me and Mark were clearly disinterested in this <laughs> when you first arrived. And actually, I was interested in it, but just not listen to Joe talk about it. I yeah. actually think it's very cool. Yeah. Um, and I think you're going to leave it with me so that I can play around with it. Yeah, that's it, right. We're so going to talk just, about it next week. Just to explain, it, it basically is the size of like an Amazon Echo or something like that. Yeah, that's like it's, right. It's very yeah. small and quite convenient. It looks cool. It looks really cool. And I think that it would be useful for someone like me who is like, you know, a bit of a idiot you can work an app but you couldn't work a you can work logic for example no like for like i had a scarlet 2i2 or whatever they're called yeah for a while and i couldn't get it to i couldn't even get it to my computer to recognize i mean it. that's probably the problem with your computer maybe yeah maybe maybe you're right but uh like i want something that i don't want to have to use a computer yeah yeah i want to do it all on my ipad well, that's that's, that's well, kind of what this does, and I know there are obviously things like GarageBand, but you know, GarageBand is a very low quality, sort of simple. Okay, so here's thing. here's this another is question an for you. Extremely high quality, easy to use. Here's, here's another question for you: Can you? Could I then take that and put drums on it somehow? Is there any software that? Can well, I make a demo, like a proper band demo well, this with, is, it, with no, fake this is, drums? This is an, no, this is an organic tool. Yeah. Okay. So no, no, no. Is... But then with the with when you take the track and put it oh, into... Oh, right. Yes, you could certainly get the stems off of this. And the cool thing is that you can define tempos of your tracks and things. Even via yeah. the Spire, you can define those tempos. So you can do that. And, so you, know, you could effectively, let's say, for example, you are someone who travels a lot, whatever, you want to record demos, mm -hmm. um, but you don't want to take a full interface with you and you don't want to take a laptop and stuff. You could just take that, set the uh, tempo on, I assume there's some sort of metronome built into yes, the uh, there app, is, yeah. um, and you could record it, you know, for me it'd be like 220 BPM, but for normal people, maybe 120. Yeah. Um, and then you take the stems off and yeah. then you could add tracks to them later and then you got full track absolutely and the thing is because this is because the 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 mic capture in there is 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 so good is such a good quality it would be good enough yeah. for you to do this. I actually, I think it's really easy for you to be creative. So one thing I did was I I, uh, I played some guitar in, sung a bit badly. I did a Tom Waits impression, and then I um, with the next with the next track, I just uh, I like set it up and just hit the the coffee table that I was sitting at, and then added like a load of reverb to it so i hit that as the kick drum in time with the track i'd recorded added some reverb to that and then ran back through the track um on, with a on another track hitting a, a biro against a wine glass so i added like slap back the things that. that you've got knocking around at and I, eight o'clock in the morning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and uh, there was too much the, wine in there it didn't yeah, so yeah, i had to drink had some to, of that I had to get rid of it and then you know but i used that as the snare and uh, and then was able to you know create sort of my own drum track as that. But the thing is, adding 
things like that slapback delay and adding the sort of really open reverb on the kick made made it actually sound good like it actually sounded convincing and high quality and then you can mix you can even mix via the app it gives you like a 3d uh, not 3d sort of a like a big square where you have you can see all the instruments you've recorded and you can move them anywhere within that square so it is so as applying to how they're panned and also how high they are in the mix yeah. which okay. i thought was yeah, yeah, which yeah. i thought was really fantastic great for you, making um, weird drum tracks that are like split across i think definitely we should get a, a longer review next week after jay and maybe me have had a play around in it but why don't you record this week's patreon song on it <laughs> and see how we go yeah okay fine that's a, that's a good idea i will uh, i will do that anyway um should we uh, should we we we've uh, we've not got very long left should we uh, do a small amount of news yeah uh, there's a couple of things that i want to talk about do the jingle there we go okay so the first thing that i want to talk about is i don't understand why you hold your hand up what? Yeah, you do every time like a, i have a jingle like, you, i sort of hold my hand in there it's not as if to be like hang on guys Please hold up a minute. It's like I'm imagining that I'm listening to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the um, one of the first big gigs that I ever went to as a, uh, a teenager was uh, Reading 2000. Oh, I was there. Yeah, Reading 2000. Um, and Slipknot and Blink-182 yes, headline. Yes, indeed. It was definitely that. I tried and quite it was a few day. things for the first time there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, really? I was 12. <laughs> yeah, Actually, no, I would have been 13. Right. Um, and Just. I can't remember the name of the opening band, but one thing that I do remember very distinctly is that they were playing a go. In fact, I think they had two guitar players uh, who had Godan Radiator guitars. Right, okay. um, and Godan have just announced a reissue of the Radiator. Now, for those who don't know, the Radiator is a kind of I don't a know like thing in no, your house in the guitar sense. Um, it's like a kind of flat top Les Paul. It's a bit Gretschy, isn't it? It's more yeah, like a Gretschy, Gretsch 2250. And actually, the original shape was even kind of more offset uh, than this. It had a kind of almost like weird sort of Jaguar vibe to it. It was a very unique oh, shape. Yeah. Um, but the thing that's very distinctive about them is instead of having a, uh, like, you know, a maple cap or, you know, what those stupid woods that you like, like Cocobolo or whatever cap on there. Jatoba. Indeed. But bingo. Um, what they actually do is basically the almost the entirety of the front of the guitar is covered with a scratch plate. Um, and the original ones were all purloid. Uh, they're on these new models. I believe two of the options... Uh, Matt Black and Bourbon Burst, I believe, come with a purloid top. Um, but there is also uh, the uh, Trans Cream, which comes with a tortoiseshell. Oh my goodness, that um, sounds awesome! And this time, tell round, me, it's got a matching head cap. Th- this time round, they have not only settled for the face of the guitar; they've also done the headstock, uh, which, yes, again, has a matching uh, cap on it. So, yeah, on the on the black and the bourbon burst, you've got the perloid, uh, and on the Trans Cream, you've got the tortoiseshell. Why bother doing a burst well indeed yeah i mean there's basically none of the guitar is the burst um but yeah i mean there's not a huge amount to say really if you were familiar with the original ones yes they've tweaked the shape slightly they're still i think the originals were mini humbuckers um right. and the new ones are full-size humbuckers uh there'll be godin's own pickups wraparound compensated bridge on there uh three-way selector switch you've got four uh controls i assume it's volume volume tone tone um but the good thing and was very surprising to me 
USD map price six nine nine dollars. Blimey! Which I um, mean, it, I mean, those bridges are a nightmare. But no, they're compensated though. It's oh, okay. got, it's got like, uh, as far as I can see from this picture, um, it looks like it's got saddles right, on there. Right, fine. Um, whether you can move them or well, not. It just, it, when, whenever you do that all in one, it just makes the, the bridge really tall. Well, let me have a look for you. Oh, in fact, uh, the, oh, this is very odd. The, one of the models, which I assume is the burst, actually doesn't have a perloid scra- uh, scratch plate. I was confused about that. It's got just a black scratch plate that goes across the whole top. No, in fact, it's me getting it. In fact, wrong. this guitar is not Godin. It's it uh, is no. It's sorry. actually a Strat made okay. by Sir. Okay, so the burst model has the white perloid guard. The right. matte black has a black scratch plate, and then the trans cream has got the tortoiseshell scratch plate on it. Um, they look fantastic. Uh, I'm very, very much into it, and I think it's going to be too late for Gear of the Year now. Really? But oh. Looks alone. I would highly, highly, I would think this one would would finish high up in my rankings. I'm I'm into it. Good to see a classic brought back. Yeah. Uh, so whilst you've been talking, I've been trying to find who it was that was playing the uh, Godin Radiator. And I think it was either K or My Vitriol. Okay, well, I just looked. I couldn't see either of those because actually the opening band that day was Daphne and Celeste. No, they weren't the opening band. No, they band. weren't opening. It that- says here... I- Oh, is that the year they played? They play in between Rage Against Machine and Slipknot, and there was yes. like that's when they got bottled off or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think it was my vitriol. Okay, I did look up my but vitriol. The I only pi- find them on the there. only pictures I can find of my vitriol, the geezer was playing a Line Six Variax Seven Hundred. Wow. Okay, is that the carve top one? Sure. Uh, no, isn't that the uh, the uh, one the JCVs? No, no he, there was a there was a car top version one. of the seven hundred. Yeah, yeah, the, the seven hundred was the car. Yeah, yeah, top yeah. Version. This sort of yeah, looked a bit like PRS because there was what the three, the five, and the seven hundred. Yeah. yeah, he's playing a uh, Variax seven hundred. Uh, Super suckers played on the main yeah. stage, and in fact, I met Eddie Spaghetti when I was on the way back to the train. I wow. only went for the one day. I went for that day that Blink played. Oh, you right, only went okay. for one day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not hanging around for the rest of it. Um, And uh, yeah, I met Eddie Spaghetti, who was the bass player from uh, the Super Suckers. Great Mm. band. He was pretty out of it outside a pub near the train station. So quality. Uh, Basically, yeah, I'm told I saw bands at that festival. Apart from the bands that are on the main stage there, I don't know. I mean, Ian Brown. But other than that, that there's nobody else there. Oh, and, and Elliot Smith. There's nobody else there that I recognise. Shaq, Utah Saints. Yeah, Utah Saints, yeah. Uh, Lupine Howe, Clint Boone Experience. Uh, yeah, he's from another band. The Animal House, The Crockets. Oh, Ly- I love The Crockets. I went to see them. Linoleum. They later became The Crimea, but uh, I preferred them as The Crockets. Okay. Um, we should get the fella from My Vitriol on this podcast, because I think they're still going. And also, he has got... The weirdest selection of guitars. So I'm almost certain that it was him playing the Godan Radiator. But right. just doing a quick Google image search, firstly he's playing a Line Six Variac 600. But also I've found a picture of him with a 500, the cheaper one. Plus also a Yamaha Mike Stern, which is the Yamaha Pacifica Telecaster. Oh yeah. Um, he's, <laughs> he seems to have a 70s SG. Uh, yeah, all sorts. There's like tellies. Yeah, very very odd. I, but I can't find him. I can't find a picture of him with the guitar that I actually remember him playing. Hmm, very weird. Well, anyway, that actually brings Black Eyed Peas played the dance stage. Yeah, 
I think that was pre-Fergie. Pre-Fergie, yeah. I was going to say. Wow, yeah, yeah, vintage, yeah. vintage. That actually brings us up to time here on the regular episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. We're going to be continuing over on Patreon, where for as little as a dollar a month, a little bit, ooh, a DJ, dollar a month. DJ Punk Rock. Uh, cool. Do you think that was just some DJ with, right. a, some with a creative zen right, or something yeah. probably okay. actually not even then in 2000 anyway for, where from as little as one dollar a month you can support the podcast one dollar a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early and it gets you access to wonderful things like Guitar Nerds Live five dollars a month gets you uh, the Patreon episode and a load more stuff and ten dollars a month makes you an executive producer and gets your name sung in a lovely song at the end of every episode you can follow us on instagram and twitter at guitar nerds join us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum and subscribe to our youtube channel at youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds that's it for this week we'll uh, be continuing over on the patreon farewell cheers gang bye bye Richard Sudworth, Brian Inslund, John Half, Gavin Vandal, Linden, Jacob McGee, Christopher Franklin, Mark Hizau, Kadawaki, Rob Basto, Stephen Burke, Robert Butterworth, Neil Milton, Mern Peters, Stuart Robson, Jeffrey Wax, Christian Lunhansen, Zach Milton, Keith Adams, Steve Ferguson, Eric File, Andy Joyce, John Anglin, and Adam Royce Chris, Jacob Horn, Rob Google, Scott Hamilton, Tucker Amadon, Ernie Cooper and Ross Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Hench, Rob Graham, Matt Robinson, Dave Lee, Amber James Baker, Juan Carrier, Aaron Sherman, Blake Wyland, Andrew Good, Jamie Kemp, Jake Gray, Matt Bellamy, Martin Cliff, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Loseth, Hans Ams, Robin Smith, Eric Rich, Chris Connors, Rob Nordvik, Ed Bentley, Steve Merkel, Carlos Mancha, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Blair, Tom, Scott O'Brien, Laurie Anstis, Paul Cargan, Will Claire, Boo Gravit, Phil Thompson, Adrian Day, Ken Sayers, Matthew King, Scott Gain, Sean Arbo, and Christopher Waltman Cuthbertson. All of the Guitar Nerds Executive Backers. Thank you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.